The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah? Good. There's uh, a, uh, a writing by Thomas Merton. If you want to identify me, ask me not where I live, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I'm living for, in detail. Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. So I'll ask you, what are you living for? What are you living for? Faith doesn't come easily to to us Americans, to us Westerners. We, uh, um, we're rather cynical. I get up in the morning and I... Uh, take the the shades off the birdcage and I go I go into my meditation room and I open the blinds and I want to meditate and I'm uh, very aware this is morning this is this morning And it's so close to yesterday morning. How did it happen? How did this morning happen so quickly? How did this winter rain happen so quickly? Where did summer go? I think the passage of time goes increasingly quickly the older you get or at least you're very aware of the passage of time 
Maybe because you know what's you're sensing, not not even contemplating, not reflecting on what's around the corner. But it's you know, it's coming. It's it's there's something visceral, something about this human form that knows. And it, uh, that uh, knowing clears away, tends to clear away what we all want to clear away, what we're all practicing to clear away, but the body just kind of takes care of that by clearing away what's unimportant. Death, when we consider it closely, is the true goal of our existence. Right? Indisputable, right? I have formed during the last few years such a close relationship with the best and truest friend of mankind that this image is not only not terrifying to me, but is something soothing and consoling And I thank my God for giving me the opportunity of learning that death is the key which unlocks the door to our true happiness. You'd never guess who wrote that. Mozart. He died when he was 35 years old. Very precocious, wasn't he? So what's important to me and what's been important to me for maybe 50 years is awareness. Awareness. Aware of this life. Simple, right? Awareness. Just turn on the switch. Awareness. But so much gets in the way, so much obfuscates the awareness, including thoughts like, I'll never get out of this mess. Or I'm a neurotic. Whatever. or I can't stop thinking, or I can't meditate, or I'm so scarred by my childhood that uh, I'll never find my way out of this. These things have been happening to me that are so horrible. So, you know, I, 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 need, a th- I need a therapist. I don't need, I don't need a, to meditate. I need, I need therapy. And you can be aware of all that, all those thoughts. You can be aware of the thought. I'm a neurotic mess. I need therapy. You can switch that on, that thought. Not that therapy wouldn't be very helpful or talking to a good friend would be very helpful or practicing 
practicing uh, virtue is very helpful to settling our thinking or, you know, practicing concentration is great. And we can be aware when we're doing that. We can be aware when we're practicing virtue. We can be aware when when we're in the therapist's office talking about whatever we're talking about. We can be aware of our life in every and all circumstances. Is anybody not aware right now? Who's not aware? Raise your hand. It's indisputably true that awareness exists. It's here right now. Awareness is here right now in you, in this room. And your awareness can be as big as this room. Let your awareness be as big as the room. And awareness has been with us since we were little babies. And when we were in, you know, my, my nephew, he's clearly aware. He's two and a half. He doesn't have all these filters of self and self and self and self and self. He never uses the word I, even. When he wants me to pick him up, he says, hold you. show you when he wants to show me something. He doesn't know about I yet. He will. He'll know plenty about I this and I that and I this and I that and I this and I that and me, myself and mine and all this. But right now he's pretty pretty simple. But he's got awareness. And this dear, sweet, kind, loving Awareness has known us all of our lives. It's our best friend. I want to read a poem. And then we'll go to... The time will come when... With elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror, and each will smile at each other's welcome and say, Sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life whom you ignored for another who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on life. So enjoy your awareness today. Am I supposed to talk about the schedule now? I can do that if you'd like. Okay. So the next 40 minutes, we'll be walking meditation. If anybody needs instruction, I'll be out in the social hall. 
and we will walk outside on the uh, deck. Uh, those people walking inside will use the short direction so that everyone can fit and walk. Um, a bell will ring just about five minutes of 11. We'll return to the meditation hall for another 40 minutes of meditating. Um, thereafter, uh, there's a cleaning of the temple for 15 minutes, and we all take, take on chores and come back into a circle after that. And those who want to stay after the circle for lunch, we put up tables, tea, whatever you want. Um, meanwhile, if there is still room on the sign-up sheet for those who want an interview with David, a 15-minute interview, uh, he meets in the little room around the, around the corner of the library. So um, you might want to, after you've signed up, you might want to wait around there, around the time you're supposed to see him. Um, pretty much that's what's going on, and uh, enjoy your morning. <laughs>